I'm Mark Walsh, and coming up on today's show... You know, why can't we make this fun? Why can't we? Why can't it be a celebration if you're buying a $200,000 house or if you're buying a $4 million house? Like, come into our offices. Let's have ping pong tables, arcade games. Welcome to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast. What's Working in Washington? I'm your host, Mark Walsh. Today, we're joined by Latney Mead. Latney is the CEO and founder of Allied Title and Escrow. Wake up, wake up, don't go to sleep. I know, a title and escrow company? Come on. But trust me, this guy comes from the entertainment and celebration and just fun business and stumbled into, that's the wrong word, into the title and escrow business. His theory? It's a boring business that can be made fun. How fun? Ping pong tables, beer, celebration, confetti, hats and t-shirts. Yeah, they make something that used to be as fun as having your tooth drilled into a celebration of buying a house. It seems like it's working. Anyway, this guy is an incredibly entertaining conversationalist. I think you'll enjoy it. Here's our conversation. Latney, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And you're right there a little bit. Title is boring, but we make it fun. Ah, well done. Well (laughs) done. The show's over. You made fun. We're We're all good. So before we get to the day-to-day of you and your colleagues, please tell us how you got to this job. Because when you looked on LinkedIn, it is not a predictive course of career. So walk us through that. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I'm very young. In, no, 40, so I'm 44 years old. Got it. Uh, went to James Madison University. Uh, gra- lived in Arlington for a year and a half at PricewaterhouseCoopers. I was doing marketing for the tax division. So, like, I'm good at finding boring things. There you go. So so I did that for a little while, and I was playing in an adult sport and social club, like kickball, soccer, softball. And I was like, man, this would be an actual fun job. I grew up playing sports. This would be enjoyable. How do I do this? Well, there's already sport and social clubs all around the D.C. area. Where could I go that there's not one? And I actually did a little research, and I went on a vacation to San Diego and there wasn't a sport and social club. Get out! I'm like, how's that possible? In San Diego, they don't have they don't have like sports leagues for adults where you then go to the bars and stuff. So, yeah. I had a guy went to elementary school. Random story. Had just started one, and he was looking for a business partner. Wow! So I was like, I have to do it. So I was 23, 24 years old. Went out there, had nothing to lose, made fifteen thousand dollars a year for three years. I had a roommate. Oh, some, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, had a roommate in my room. So that we could split the $600 a month rent. Uh, so, you know, did whatever was needed, and I had nothing to lose, and it was an awesome time. You know, we went from one volleyball league to eventually we had 100,000 people in San Diego playing Incredible. up to 20 different sports leagues. Right? Wow. So did that for, um, you know, let's call it, I was doing that for like five, six, seven years. Eventually, obstacle racing became very popular. So you probably heard of Tough Mudder, Spartan yep. Race. So we uh, created a mud run at the famous Del Mar racetrack, um, and we did that, and we had like 10,000 people. And then we kind of got into what else can we do. And so we had a nighttime race called Electric Run. Our first year, we had 300,000 participants across the United States in 30 (laughs) cities. And then we eventually created an obstacle race called Ridiculous Obstacle Challenge, which was kind of based after the TV show Wipeout that you might have seen on ABC. So we did that for a couple of years, and then Wipeout reached out to us and was like, we like what you're doing. Would you like to partner with us? 
So we actually partnered with ABC, Disney, and Wipeout, and we took Wipeout Run around the world. So it was Sport and Social Club. Wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> what was Electric Run? So it was a nighttime race. So so instead, the concept was 5Ks are boring, in my yes. opinion. So yes. Agreed. Wine, everything's more fun at night. Yeah. So do it at nighttime. We had lasers. We had light installations. We had art. So And at the end of it, we had a big EMD concert. So, yeah, you go ahead and run the electronic, 5K. What is the EMD? Electronic, electronic music. Yeah, yep. okay. And so, you know, we have a big DJ and band at the end. Everyone's got, like, glow sticks on. And yeah. You've run a 5K and you have a big party. Yeah. So, so yeah, but at the wow. end of the day, it was, you know, it's, it's always been about having fun. And um, so I actually sold that business in 2016 after doing it for 13 years. And I uh, sold had, ridiculous obstacle challenge or the whole the whole thing I, the whole came thing. together. Yeah, I sold the whole thing, which was the races as well as the sport and social club and um, moved back here. I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. My wife is from Delaware. We wanted to be close to them. So we picked the Northern in between. Area, yeah. Which you know, I had been to before. So I was going to take a year off and um, I'm not very good at taking things off like I just get bored and I was like I'm so I've been so stressed out I'm gonna take off a long time and so I worked on my house we bought a house I worked on it for a week with some handyman projects I'm not handy at all my wife was working from home at our house and she just kept yelling at me telling me to do all these things and I was like enough's enough I'm going into an office next week so I reached out to my good friend I grew up with Matt Paulson who's my current business partner and was like hey I'm coming in your office he was an attorney he owned a law firm and I'm just going to be there every day until I figure out what I'm going to do with my life. So I took about a week off. I tried to take a year off. And then so went in the office and, you know, he's like, oh, I once had a title company and this is what it looked like. I did it with my cousin, but he's getting out of the industry and I'm fully focused on my law firm. So I don't have time for it. And I go, well, I've got time. So tell me about it. And so, you know, he told me about we want to work with agents and developers and builders and loan officers. And I was like, man. Like half of our friends in this area are all those things. Right. We can probably break even with our friends and then grow from there. And so I was like, uh, will you go into business with me if I go ahead and, you know, if I bring in the business, will you process the deals or whatever? He's like, sure, go ahead. So I went home that night and built a website, came back the next day and was like, hey, we have a website. And so um, I was going to go on vacation for a week and you know, Matt Paulson and I, you know, we're, he's very he's a very smart guy. He litigated title claims for five years. He's seen everything that could go wrong in the industry. And then my background's more on the marketing front. So I started just asking agents, what do you like and what do you not like about your title Real company? estate agents. Yeah, real estate okay. agents. Like, what do you like, what do you not like? You can you ask them. They'll tell you everything you want to know. Yes. Here's everything I don't like. Here's everything I like. And I had just bought a house, and I had my own list. I was like, it was boring. Like there was, there was nothing. I was buying a house. There was no excitement to it. Yeah. So the concept was, you know, why can't we make this fun? Why can't we? Why can't it be a celebration if you're buying a two hundred thousand dollar house or if you're buying a four million dollar house? Like, come into our offices. Let's have ping pong tables, arcade games, beer, laser games, and, laser. A, and, a, and a rock rock concert. Whatever you need. Yeah. Right. So like, make a fun experience. Hire fun people at the closing table. Don't just hire people that have been in the title industry before. Um, you know, the other thing I saw was, like, I was looking at our different competitors. Some of our competitors did not have websites. They didn't have wow. – none of them had social media. Um, yep. And I was like, man, I came from a very good industry. I, I came from an industry that had great marketing, maybe didn't have the best execution sometimes. I was like, I can't believe there's an industry in today's day that just doesn't have great marketing. 
So started to learn more about the business, found out that it was a profitable business, which is good. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the issues with sports, although it's fun. They always say, thin don't margin. go into sports, thin yeah. margins, right? And so, you know, so like, hey, let's let's see what we can do with this thing. And so that was the concept behind kind of how we started LA Title. What's the geographic purview of the business you would do? Or is is there one? Yeah. So, you know, we, we started off, it was funny because my friend had a law firm. Yeah. He had this office that was not what we wanted. It wasn't the vibe and the energy we wanted. So we Wait were- Wait a minute. St- a law office wasn't exciting and shocking, fun? Shocking, right? I know. So that was the whole thing about title companies. You got the mahogany wood and you got the kind of the like little not great lit offices. There's not a lot going on, right? So we were stuck in this office for six months. So we wanted to be like, hey, we'll close anywhere, anytime. You know, don't come in our office. We'll come to you for convenience. Ooh, cool. You know? So we started off with that, um, really kind of a necessity. And then eventually we got into a nice office and created the vibe and energy we wanted. And where is the office? And so we now have nine offices throughout the DMV. Hello. Uh, we also are licensed from Pennsylvania down to Florida and in Texas. So, so license. So you need yeah. to add, you need to petition each state to allow you to operate inside it. Exactly. Exactly. And so our offices are in Texas, Florida, Charlotte, North Carolina, and then we have seven around this area also. Texas. Yes. What made you go there? It's a great question. So one of Thank our you. top That's why I'm sales, here. I'm here for that. One of our top salespeople um, was in the DMV, and he was from Texas, and he was moving back. And um, so you know we kind of. One of the ways we ended up being successful in this area is we started setting up joint ventures directly with the top real estate agent teams nice. versus the brokerages. Yeah. And so it kind of cut out the middleman. Exactly. Because uh, we believe in the agents have the power. And so um, so anyway, he kind we learned that strategy here locally. And JW is his name. He moved to Texas, and he was really good at sales. And he's like, what if I can put together a large joint venture, can we do it? And we're like, of course you can. We didn't know if you'd be able to pull it off, but now we have nine really high-producing teams that all came together, and we're working on a second and third joint venture in Texas now, too. We've only been there for about two years. Which market? So we're mainly in Houston, but we process statewide. I was in Houston last week. There you go. A fascinating city. As you know, there's no zoning in Houston. So you can mm-hmm. be driving past a tattoo parlor in a 7-Eleven. You turn into <laughs> River Oaks, and it's a, it's a $7 million house exactly. 100 feet away. Exactly. It's yeah. a very interesting Commercial marketplace. and residential combined. Crazy. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, I uh, are you so you're going to chase other major markets in 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 Texas or what? what? Yeah, so we're going to continue to grow throughout the entire state of Texas. It's a very good state for title, and yeah. so that's the other thing is that you know not every state is necessarily good for title. Right. So title insurance premium rates are determined by the state. Some pay a lot better than others. Some houses like DC has a single family home average of one million dollars. So. The higher the price goes, the higher the insurance goes. So that's you make more what? money. So <laughs> the state mandates what you guys are legally able to charge in terms of yes, the entitled insurance premium. Yes. Wow. And so now there's some fixed fees on the side. Yeah. But they're very small and they're very minimal, which is why we need to be different if we're going to win business, right? That's Latney Mead. He is the CEO and founder of Allied Title and Escrow right here in what's working in Washington. Although now we know he's in multi-state, so. The fixed fee, to your point, you want to chase, you you, you referenced earlier, $200,000 house, $4 million house. Hey, it should be fun for both. 
but you like the four million a, l- a little more. I, I assume I, I, we yeah. do. Yes. So, do you chase teams that focus on larger? Like, do, do you pursue relationships with teams that tend to do larger transactions, or is it sort of whoever uh, likes your story? It, I mean, we we work with everyone. However, for the JV model, the joint venture model, you know, we like to see a half a billion in total sales volume over a year for to set up one of these entities. And so to get there, you usually need to bring together a variety of different teams to do so. So we don't truly care. We care more about total sales volume yeah. than we care if it's like a $5 million house or 500. So, you know, in fact, it's probably even better to have more houses at a lower price level because there's there's more fixed fees technically. Forgive the boring part <laughs> because it's clearly not boring, but some of it is boring. Remind me what happens. I have purchased several homes in my life. I'm not proud of it, believe me, but... What happens? Is one of it making sure the title of the house is legally what I'm going to buy? And then what is escrow? I, forgive the stupid sure. question, but what, what actually has to happen? Where do the dollars flow? It's, it's not a stupid question at all. In fact, consumers rarely have any idea who the title companies are, right. except for when you come to our company. There you go. Because fun. I'll take you through the process, and then I'll give you an idea of why we think it works for us. So you buy a house. So you buyer and seller, they both sign a contract. So we have a ratified contract. They send the deal to us. Yep. We open the file and we, we do a title search. Because like you said, we want to make sure there's no liens on the property. We also want to make sure that the seller is actually the seller. Yeah. So, you know, there there's frauds out there. There's scams out there. There's some people now that are trying to sell homes that aren't theirs. So, you know, we have ways to find out, you know, who is who. Are there no, are there all the taxes paid, all the water debts? There's no liens. There's no, you know, contractor lien stuff like that. So we we get rid of all of the issues and titles, what we call a title is clear, which means now you can take over it. There's no debts on it. It's it's now going to be you that owns it. Now, you also get title insurance. So the lender who's giving you a mortgage, they require you to get title insurance for them. Yes. And also you should get title insurance for yourself in case we get tricked somehow or someone gets tricked or there's fraud out there. All right. Hold on, yes. Latney, because we're going to take a break because you just said to me, and I say this lovingly and respectfully, the part of the whole process that I always found most confusing. It's what's working in Washington. We're talking with Latney Mead. He's the CEO of Allied Title and Escrow right here in the DMV about making that fun, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. More after this. We want to put out a huge thank you to our listeners who put us in touch with some of the best voices in Washington, D.C. and the region. We've been hearing from you through Twitter, LinkedIn, and other direct messaging. On What's Working in Washington, we talk to power players about innovation in the federal government and how businesses in the region are keeping us competitive. We talk to the brains in the nonprofit world, restaurant domain, and next-gen tech. We love meeting smart people. If you know someone we should be talking to on our show, let us know. Tracy Madigan, our producer, and I think that it's all about shining a spotlight on people who are really getting things done in the region. So please keep those ideas coming. And thanks to all of those who stay in touch with us.
It's What's Working in Washington. I'm your host, Mark Walsh. We're back again with a fascinating guest, Latney Mead. Latney is the CEO and founder of Allied Title and Escrow. Are you asleep yet? No, because he claims, and so far we are believers, that he takes something that many people think is incredibly boring, but they make it fun. When we were talking before, Latney, uh, title insurance, yes. I thought it was a scam. You were describing why it's not, which is fair enough. Yep. But specifically, if I buy a house next week and then sell it a year or two later, why do I have? To, why do people have to buy insurance for it? Because it was sort of discovered to be okay pretty recently. So it's a good question. So the lender is going to require if they're going to give out a mortgage on a property. Okay, they're going to make that buyer get title insurance for them. That's just you know they're not. If for some reason the seller wasn't the actual seller, someone else bought it, they don't actually own the property, and now they have this $500,000 mortgage, they want to be protected. So the buyer is actually optional for the buyer. Okay. Now, with that said, mistakes happen, whether it's the recording office, they put something incorrect in there. That you know, there's from 1871. There's, somebody didn't have the land. Okay, you know, and there's there's different things like that. Now I will say this, and remember, I'm from the marketing background. My business partner litigated title claims for five Understood. years. We see title claims; they do happen. Really? Yes. I mean, they don't happen a ton. Yeah. But that's why you pay it one time at closing. Got and it. You never pay it again. Wow. And it's good for the lifetime that you own it and your kids own it. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't know that. Also, I did not know that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and the. But yeah, my business partner, we, we see it all the time. You know, there's different things that happen. And so there's a variety of examples that it protects for. There's boundary issues. There's someone that might have a shed on your property. Actually, that just now, happened to me. Okay. Now you have to pay $200,000 to remove the shed, but you might be, you're covered if you have title insurance. Right? Yeah. So there's a variety of factors that do pop up. It doesn't pop up all the time. It's peace of mind. Yeah. Uh, and if for some reason you don't have it, it, it's something where someone could be out hundreds of thousands of dollars. Understood. All right, so you're you have a front row seat in the residential real estate marketplace, and it's changes over pretty rapid changes over the last five ten years. Yep. Uh, clearly, a six percent transaction fee seems to be going away. Maybe as it should. It's five four now, and there's some uh, I think some Redfin I guess is saying two or three percent. Um, but at the same time, Latney, I think everybody I know that's done a FISBO for sale by uh, mm-hmm. owner is never going to do it again, right? You really want yep. the the middle person doing that. Make a crystal ball prediction. Where does residential real estate representation and your role in it go five, 10, 15 years from now? Sure. It's a, it's a great question. I mean, I've been hearing when I was in San Diego in 2001, someone came out with it was like a 1%. We'll yeah. sell for 1%. Wow. They went bankrupt. You know, and then at, and even today, I talk to developers like, I can't believe agents make this much money. Yeah. They still use develop. They still use agents on all of their out sales. Right. They don't try to sell them themselves. Right. So like there is a value with being an expertise, in my opinion, in certain areas, Agreed. in certain neighborhoods. Yep. Luxury will always have a place. You know, in terms of you know, but there are probably some people out there that just put on the MLS and they don't do anything else. So it's like do your research as a seller. Right. To make sure the agents are going to provide an amazing marketing plan for you. Right? Yeah. Uh, that they know how to bring people in. So, you know, that's something I would say. I've been hearing forever that agents are going to be eliminated, but agents haven't been eliminated. And so there's got to be a reason for it, right? Yeah. And so I think there's, there is a lot of work. There's a lot of photos. There's staging. There's contacts. There's networks. You know, is there a certain time where for sale by owner might make sense? Sure. If there's really low inventory and the rates are down to 2.5%, like yeah. they were a year and a half ago or a year ago. Yeah. 
it's not going to be hard to sell your house. Well, right? I, I think like all marketplaces, quality services. Yep. So people, agents that are good at it, get more get more business. Sure. And to your point, I mean, when I was at uh, my former company, HomeSnap, which is a you know a, a technology platform for residential transactions, uh, we found there's about a million agents in America, but only five hundred thousand will do any transaction sure. in a given year. So there's there's oversupply, yep. which means that good ones probably as this is true, it's the 80-20 rule, right? Yep, 20% exactly. of them do 80% of the business, which is probably where your partnerships end up going, correct? That's exactly correct. And 80-20 rule is very real real in real estate. And kind of like what you said, if you look at the highest grossing teams in all of the DMV, yeah. I mean, I, I was looking at some different lists. I mean, we're working with, you know, 30 to 50% of those teams. Yeah. You know? And so, um, so it's beneficial for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, like you said, we kind of took that philosophy and we're like, let's put our focus into you know, the biggest and the best. Who's doing the business. Exactly right. Exactly. So what's, how, how do you expand? I mean, you, you seem like an expansive person. And I, I'll bet that as you did from San Diego with the original uh, club model for sports, which I'm still amazed that San Diego didn't have like 20 <laughs> of them. Shocking. Um, but you've grown, you know, various perspectives. Is there a day when you'll come back to our show here and what's working in Washington and say, we're no longer in title and escrow. We're in this business and that business and this business. Where would you expand? Well, it's interesting that you bring that up. So, um, ah, an announcement coming. <laughs> well, you know, market's been tough the last eight months. Really, I'm so not when the, aware when, of that. You know, yeah. you, know, you go from two and a half percent rates to seven percent. Yeah, and we had seventy employees, right? Mm -hmm. And so we grew very, very fast. And so my goal is to how do I keep as many people as possible? Yeah. What do we need to look at? Yeah, we had to do some layoffs and everything, but how else can we get creative? Well, it's interesting enough, and I'm not saying this is where we're definitely going, but we're always looking to pivot, right? Okay. And, and for whatever that may look like. And so we had a lot of real estate agents asking us, hey, you got, I love your guys' marketing. Can I use your marketing team for our marketing? And we're yeah. like, yeah, we just can't do that because we're busy with our own marketing. Yeah. Right? So uh, Diego, um, who's actually here today, so he was uh, doing our marketing for you know, Allied Title and Escrow. And, you know, I told him about this concept of what if there was another company, we created an agency, creative agency, and you took a chance to go run it. And so, you know, he actually gave up his job and was like, I'll take a commission only and we'll see what we can do because we think there's something there. Yeah. So we've actually, we haven't advertised it really yet, except for like to the close inner circle. And we've already have a ton of real estate agents reaching I'll out bet. to us because Diego's really good at marketing and, I, and, and video. And so this is really more focused on, you know, for real estate agents, it's just the most popular ones, the ones that do the most business, you'll see them on video all the time. Yeah. And so we're now, you know, we created a production studio in our DC office, probably we'll do it in other offices and we're creating affordable marketing, you know, for real estate agents now and providing, you know, awesome video. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, we've kind of launched and it also can create stickiness with our title company. There's a variety of benefits. That we well, that's why I asked. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's with, a, with a vertical integration, right? That's that's yeah. the that's the sexy thing you learn in business school. And, and um, you're at your current company is at the end of the is at the end of the conversation, basically. So yeah. everyone's there at the table ready to hand money back and forth. So do you do you integrate upstream or maybe post transaction or whatever? So also um, maybe this is why you did it. Yeah. My interaction with real estate agents is even the best ones. They spend a lot of their time getting listings, right? Mm -hmm. That because that's the currency of their own. I want that listing and I want to lock it in. And the marketing sort of takes care of itself, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're going to have a real uh, audience. Yeah, you know, we've had a multitude of agents that heard we're doing this reach out and said, "Hey, 
Can I do it? And we're like, Customers. Yeah, we're, we're still yeah. trying to figure it out. And so, you know, with, without really blinking, we have like eight clients in the last two months and we can see the potential. So like, here's the thing. Agents are busy. You can come into our office for an hour and we'll give you two months of video content that can be constantly because we're just really good at shooting video and clipping it up and editing it. So I think it's going to be something that's going to be really exciting moving forward. Um, so, yeah. All right, lightning round here for the last couple of minutes. Tell us quickly, literally, what is my experience when I come in your office to, to, to close on a house? Right, I love it, right? So you're coming in the office. So we have fun people. We have music playing. You walk into the room. You actually see your house up on the screen. We have beer on tap. We have cold brew coffee on tap. We have <laughs> ping pong games. We have arcade games. Okay, we have merchandise. So we have pretty funny slogans like always settle and you need closure and some other things. But we have merchandise that any buyer, seller, anyone can take. And so in a shocking development, what I learned in my old company in San Diego was when you sign up for a kickball league, you need a T-shirt because that's your uniform. Right. And you see that T-shirt all over San Diego. So we've done the same model here. We've, we just give out T-shirts that are fun and comfortable. And if you make them the most comfortable T-shirts in the world, people will use them. And so I actually see title company T-shirts around town, which I thought would never happen. But they're quality cotton and they fit well? The softest T-shirts in the world. I will send you one next week. I can't wait to have my allied title and escrow soft cotton T-shirt. But this sounds like a really fun experience, to your point. Beer? Yeah, yeah. we have photo props. We have Polaroids. Oh, it's the big glasses and the funny hat? Yes, we have all those. Come on! So, I mean, like... We have a team. It's called a Client Experience Division. And their job is to focus on a daily basis. On the ED, Client what, Experience Division. I that's love right. it. What, what can we do to make it more fun for buyers, sellers, agents on a daily basis? Latney Mead is the CEO and founder of Allied Title and Escrow right here in the DMV. So we ask our guests on each show at the end, what's one thing you would start happening that isn't, or one thing that you would stop happening that you wish wasn't if you ran the world? Yeah. Um... Well, if I ran the world, I think it should be socially acceptable to be able to celebrate a closing table when you buy a house. How about that? Socially acceptable. Exactly <laughs> Such right. Such as you can you can have a beer, you can celebrate, you can have some great music going. There you go. I like the answer. It's self-interested. It also happens to make your business better. But I got to tell you, I actually agree with it. And I would argue, just to wrap up here with our guests, that there are many things in life that should be more socially acceptable to enjoy. I love it. Don't you think? Yes, I 100%. I mean, I was doing sport and social clubs. We were about having fun. We're doing title. We're about having fun. It all should be fun. Maybe the dentist. A little more laughing gas. Yes, yes. There we go. Latney Mead is our guest today on What's Working in Washington. He's the CEO and founder of Allied Title and Escrow. Latney, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. We want to put out a huge thank you to our listeners who put us in touch with some of the best voices in Washington, D.C. and the region. We've been hearing from you through Twitter, LinkedIn, and other direct messaging. If you know someone we should be talking to on our show, let us know. And thanks to all of those who stay in touch with us. The team behind What's Working in Washington is a great group. The executive producer and editor is Tracy Madigan. Online content, Anna DeGraff. And that theme music you enjoy, performed by The Sunbathers. You've been listening to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast.